I'm Denise. And I'm Michael, and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. Hey, Mike, you've titled this podcast, You're Only As Good As Your Guts. What do you mean by that? Well, the guts are basically not the filter media, but I meant the distribution tube guts that actually is inside the internal plumbing of a water softener or a water filter. It plays a vital role in the whole filtration process. It's often overlooked. So that's why if uh, you got to really ask yourself, like, what's in your tank? You just picture your tank and you see this big water filtration system or the little one in your house. You really don't know what goes on inside there until you listen to these podcasts every time. And then you'll slowly but surely learn what's in a water softener. But we really find that it's a neglected part or a overlooked part because it's kind of the cheapest part of the system. I mean, your tank's really expensive. Your valve on top that controls everything is really expensive. And the filter media inside can be really expensive. But here's this little old tube. It's just basically a pipe with a screen on the bottom of it. And people have all different names. They call it the spear, the manifold, the D-tube, the th- or that the thing with the, yeah, the riser, riser. The yep, I forgot common. about that. Yep. Or that thing with the screen on the thing on the bottom. You know, it's mm-hmm. just kind of generic. But it's very, very important, especially commercial industrial, where you get mega flow, uh, big flow rates. And residentially, it's not super important outside of what we'll talk about later is an efficiency. But, you know, residents, you're turning on a water faucet, uh, yeah, you know, your faucet, flushing the toilet, faucet, shower. Eh, it's hard to determine if you got a lousy design unless you have four showers going and someone gets starved out of the other showers. So. That's when a distributor tube will make a difference? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it will. It's so trivial. But really, it's so important. That's why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do find design problems as a poorly designed distribution system, it's almost like a poorly designed you know, plaque in your arteries. And you're, you're, oh. you know, yeah. But if it's designed from the get-go and they, they cheap out mm-hmm. on, uh, say, the screen on the bottom, I've seen some things that were just literally a pipe with slots cut in it. It looks like a spear. You know, like something. I think uh, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, and then they just cut little slots. And they're usually metal. They're never plastic. Well, actually, a long time ago, but they, as with computers, I always say that in in CAD technology, they can Mm -hmm. computer simulate or build or design before they mold it. So Mm -hmm. now they have computer-aided design uh, baskets on the bottom, screens that are extremely high flow. They're just really neat. Well, what happens when you have a poorly designed distribution system? Well, as I mentioned first, you get a pressure loss. That's typically what will happen in high flow situations. Industrially, commercially, they turn on the water and they're not getting enough flow. So you'll have maybe 50 gallons a minute coming in and maybe 30 coming out with a wicked pressure drop, which is the, the difference of pressure drop is the difference between the inlet pressure and the outlet pressure. And if it dives more than 7 PSI at peak, you probably have a problem. Mm -hmm. Almost always you can point to that distributor being either clogged because that's the second part. It's fouled. 
your bed gets fouled because you're not. The distributor also aids in the backwash design also, or the backwash, uh, the efficiency of the flow and how much lift you get and how much, how it cleans the bed because the water goes down the tube, out the screens, up through the bed, out the drain. So the crud goes out the drain. Yes. And if you have a poorly designed slots on your screens, it'll hold all the little junk that you're trying to filter out. And Probably then, gets stuck at the top, right? Ultimately, yeah, it will get stuck inside the screens. So what'll happen is it's it's almost like a systemic loss. It's a domino effect. Okay, so day it works one, good, and then yeah, day one, oh, it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Then year two, year three, your bed starts to get fouled. Your performance goes downhill. Your backwash isn't what it used to be. And to diagnose a poor lateral system is typically it'll backwash. You put the backwash rate in mm-hmm. a backwash, backwash, then you put it in service and you hear this thunk, you know, and you actually can hear the wicked pressure drop in the flow rate. Mm-hmm. And it happens residentially too. You turn on a couple of faucets in the house and your, your pressure goes down to nothing. Do people ever just say, oh, we're having a pressure drop problem. Let's change the bed. And they put new resin in and they everything's better. Do they ever Mm-mm. think about the distributor being a a problem? Do you see that often where they just fix the bed, but not the distributor? Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of appealing to all the industrial people out there, commercial industrial with this podcast in that, yes, what we've seen is the, the biggest horror story is that you spend all this money in this huge tank and you suck all the resin out or all the filter media or whatever you're doing, and you put it all back in, and then kaboom, the same problem. The low pressure drop. And you could only imagine, and what happens is they didn't pull the distributor to you. Mm -hmm. This is what I have in here is that you absolutely positively do not rebed a filter or a softener without total inspection of the hub and lateral, which is typically uh, like a wagon wheel design. That's one of the designs that we'll talk about. But if you don't inspect that, it's insane. It's just something you just got to do. It's mm-hmm. just part of your regiment of, of rebedding systems is inspect the hub and lateral. And if it looks anywhere near bad, you got to stop the project. But what I'm getting at is don't get to that point Build it into your estimate to the customer. If you have your proposal, you have to write in there based on the inspection of the hub and lateral. Make it time and material yeah, and include that. And it's really difficult to find out what hub and lateral was originally in there. When you get commercial industrial, a lot of them are custom designed. Mm -hmm. And as we found out, it's a surprise in every tank. They may have the drawings, though. A lot of places do have the drawings. And that's what we've done. We've gone off the drawings and improved the lateral system. We found things that are as thin as beer cans with the wrong slots. They use fine slots on coarse media. And it just blows our mind. You can't believe that this huge water treatment system, many hundreds of thousands of dollars, was built with crap laterals in there and and just a, a junky design. They weren't designed properly. That's our little forte because we were born from industrial. When we did industrial in our previous lives, we knew how to design these things correctly. 
and we have the companies that will design them for us. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, don't start an industrial job unless you get those laterals inspected. It's it's going to burn you. I'm telling it you. will burn you. I, I, I mean, once you are a service company to commercial industrial businesses, if they like you, chances are they're not going to throw you out for bid. Mm -hmm. But if you make the same mistake two or three times or two times, they're going to scratch their heads and say, well, what's going wrong here? And that's when you may find out that you've been not looking at the distributor system. Yeah. Yeah. Or the guy you're replacing, the company you're replacing, wasn't looking at the distributor system. Mm -hmm. And this gives you the opportunity to uh, look a lot better than the, the last guy was in there. Yep. Everything's opportunity and everything's um, how you approach the job and how thorough you are. How often do you hear of uh, a distributor to failure in the residence or in a commercial business? Oh, it happens uh, only after the disaster, and yeah, it does happen a lot, in that with this pressure drop, if it's poorly designed, what happens is you get an implosion because the process is trying to suck water as hard as it can, especially if you have a pump downstream. So it's drawing through, which we don't recommend a pump downstream, uh, which is after, because it will draw vacuum and that will implode these the cheaply designed and not robust enough uh, uh lateral and they collapse and the customer finds out when they see resin resin and gravel down into their process water which could be completely you know we've we've heard of laterals failing on different reasons uh there was some times where a tank liner gave away Mm -hmm. inside tank liner and it snapped a lateral up and it sent hundreds of cubic feet into a, uh, a processing plant that was shut down and it was just insane. The I mean, reason for a resin trap. Yeah, yeah. That's why they did the resin post then that, that eliminated that. But a stainless steel lateral would have eliminated that too. Yeah. It was a plastic lateral. So critical systems, it's, it's worth the money. It's interesting you bring that up because that's what I was thinking of now. next to you have a recommendation with plastic versus stainless or? Well, stainless gets insanely expensive. I mean, they could up to $400 a lateral, which mm -hmm. is just a piece of pipe with screen, and but they're, they're heavy. And there could be, you know, 22 inches long or longer. Mm -hmm. um, and the ones that we do... Not too fond of, you know, I don't want to get anybody mad at me, but uh, there's ones that are just pipe with slots cut in them. It's just a piece of pipe. So picture a wagon wheel, okay? You look at a wagon wheel, that's a hub is the middle, and then the laterals are these little, the screens at pipes that come out, like the spokes on a wagon wheel. But they don't have the rim that goes around them, mm, obviously, the wagon yeah. wheel. It's just that hub and the spokes. And they are the most efficient because you literally cover the whole bottom of the tank. I've seen where people have cheaped out and just use a pipe with a, a round like coffee can cylinder screen on the bottom. You're not getting the full use of the whole bottom of the tank like a spider. That's how the, the laterals go out. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, is they can get flimsy at the end because you got forces of uh, pressure. The 
the further you go away from the hub, the weaker the lateral because of uh, just uh, basically it's the uh, simple uh, physics. Physics. Yeah, that's it. So the resting, physics. they are resting in a bed of bed, gravel. Bed mm-hmm. of gravel or. Plastic ones are good. There's other ones that are computer designed plastic. To look at one, it's like a pipe with slots cut in it or mm-hmm. one that is a large diameter pipe with beveled slots. And this beveling increases the uh, flow quite a bit. And they're not more expensive. They're just better designed. And then you have stainless steel, which is mostly for a high flow rate where you have to have a steel hub, steel laterals. And where they do that is where it takes a lot of abuse. Some people pump air. It's called an air scour on Mm -hmm. the industrial. Never use a plastic lateral on an air scour because it's literally like an earthquake going on in the tank. They'll just vibrate and snap. So you have to go all steel. So make sure you, if you see the roots blower or a a big air compressor, you got to ask them, what's that for? I have another question. Mm -hmm. We sell... For residential systems, we sell different sizes and types of distributors. Mm-hmm. Why one versus another? I mean, why why can't it just be one size fits all? Well, it's a good question. There is the newer one, which is instead of a pipe with a basket on the bottom, which would be more of a budgetary system, and they, we put gravel in there, and the gravel acts as like, kind of like a lateral. It diffuses the water. Mm-hmm. But the, the baskets we use are high flow. It's not just a a cone with the slots cut in it. It's actually beveled slots all the mm-hmm. way around. But that would be, a lot of people use those because it's inexpensive. And if you ever want to dump the tank, you can chuck your screen with your lateral and get rid of it. But there's the newer type, which it's a plate distributor. There is a proprietary high flow design out there that literally uses the whole bottom of the tank. So if you cut a tank in half and you look down in there, it literally uses the whole bottom of the tank. It becomes a huge distribution plate. And that really, it's not revolutionary, but it's close. And why we like that is it's utilizing the whole bed. See, with a tube and a basket, we use gravel to augment, like to ricochet the water up and try. And hope, and hope for the hope best. Hope for the best, right. But with a plate distributor, using a whole bottom of the tank, and that will increase, well, the flow rate exponentially. Because instead of going through a small little basket, you're going through a, a big pie plate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, picture a pie plate or maybe just something, a piece of pipe with a basket on the bottom of it. It's like huge surface area. Do you have to buy the tank with the plate in it, or can yeah. you get that outside? You can't of the- buy them. You have to buy them as a completed system, as a design. There's two you can't people just that buy the tank. make. No, you can't buy the tank unless you're buying it as a tank, a valve, and the filter media inside. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a licensed thing. Plus, they don't want people misapplying it mm-hmm. because what they are is they're certified for efficiency. So when they get that certification, it's it's important that everything is stays the same. I'm looking at a, a tank that has, I'm thinking about a tank that looks like it has a screen at the top. So is that because there's a screen at the top and a screen at the bottom? Or mm-hmm. That's a, a real good catch because what happens is sometimes you want an upper screen and then industrially, commercially, you want an upper diffuser. 
because the flow path of your water comes in, goes down through your media, goes into the hub and lateral or the screen or the tube, and it goes up the pipe and out treated. What can happen is industrially, your flow rates are so incredibly fast that it's coming in one side. The valves are only designed to have one port so that water comes in and drills the media, literally like a blast. And it blasts the media at high flow rates and it flips it up and flips it up to the side of the tank. And so what you need is an inlet diffuser. So it's like an upside down umbrella with holes in it. Mm -hmm. And that will blow the water evenly into like an umbrella diffused path down evenly through the media and it gets rid of the drilling effect. Residentially, that can happen too. So they use an upper basket, upper cone. Sometimes with high iron and really bad sediment, you don't want to use an upper cone in residentially or an upper screen. Why is that? Because they'll clog. Uh, they'll just clog up. Even though the water's coming in, but all the water's coming in and it's not being filtered, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like the distributor tube. It's a filter at the bottom. So anyway, it's that's important. If uh, everybody, I don't have people have driven off the road right now but in yeah. boredom that we're talking about, you know, <laughs> these pipes and distribution flow paths. We want to get you, this is your, your 30 seconds to this get back on the road and start concentrating again because we've lost you. But, yes, uh, come back. Come, come back, back. Come back to the podcast. Now, so all that being said, and all kidding aside, everybody gets what we're trying to say is that I don't care what kind of system you have, the best valve head, the best tank and all, but if that stupid little tube in the middle that is poorly designed, it's really just money not well spent. And I kind of try to give you a theater of the mind here. A, a poorly designed distribution system would be like trying to drink through a cocktail straw versus a big straw that you get at McDonald's where they give you these that huge straw so you mm -hmm. drink everything fast paper and you straw. go up and you buy more. Oh, yeah. Well, now they're paper, yeah. Yes. But so it's the difference between a cocktail straw and a regular straw. That's the huge part of what I'm trying to picture or tell you, to you know, throw you an image. And that's really, uh, that's it in a uh, nutshell. But you can always call us before you start an industrial commercial project. We've not really seen it all because I'll tell you what, <laughs> they keep coming in. And yeah, something new I, I every just, day. It blows my mind yeah. what, what we see, the design, especially commercially, industrially. Well, I um, think what happens is a lot of the companies that sell, design, assemble, don't service. Yeah. And it's the service companies that may come in afterwards, scratch their heads, because in a lot of ways, they're forced to go low bid, and I guess that's the that's one of the ways they can cut back. Yeah, they're cheap out on the most important part. So it takes a little bit of a sales job to get a company to buy a what, system. Yeah, and have confidence in the system and the people who are building your system. There's a lot of, a lot of companies that build you know, light commercial, industrial mm -hmm. systems Good equipment, yeah. Yeah, just make sure you question them. You say, does this have a hub and lateral in here? Because anything above 14 inches in diameter, you want a hub and lateral. I don't care, you know. It, so what? It's the difference between $12 and between a hub and lateral, which is the spoke system, and a coffee can with slots cut in it. Okay, right. and I'll, and I'll talk about theater of the mind. I'm thinking of a 14-inch tank trying to get a... 
hub and lateral into that tank. How do you do that? Yeah, well, there's a lot of people make tools, and you get the guy with skinny wrists, and they get it in there. It's uh, what Denise is alluding to. It's uh, it's a tight fit. Yeah, it is a tight fit, and people have done there. There's tools. There's tricks. Yeah, but. Okay. You can't really, you know, I get into the tricks, but it's basically people would be, <laughs> we could go they'd on be veering on. off the road again. Well, we'd like to hear about any tricks somebody or anybody has about. Yeah. 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 They basically screw a skinnier pipe in there and yeah. unscrew it and put the fatter pipe in there. And, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But uh, yeah, hub and laterals are a challenge, but they're worth the challenge once you get the flow rate and the improved backwash and all around improvement in the whole system. Okay. Well, hopefully... We haven't bored you to death. Yeah, it's one of the shorter ones we've done, but it's a, one of the most important ones as far as system design. So, all right, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening. All right. Trust the frog. Trust the frog. Trust the frog.